When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Megan Hutchings, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Welcome to the podcast. I feel like you've done interviews before. This is a conversation, Megan. So, like, you know, it's, it's a little bit more laid back. It's a little okay. bit less intrusive, but you oh, know, so as, as, so I put as, my nose away. Yes, I, I don't care. You can I'm joking. I'm joking. You, you, I don't have notes. Have, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I have. So this is my notes. Like I have little notes, just like on certain points, okay. and then down below I have doodles. Okay. Okay. So it's like, You're yeah. taking it very seriously. I I take everything seriously. It's a it's a very Newfoundland approach, but that's where I want to start with because uh, I actually know you through watching Hudson and Rex, which mm. is kind of big down here in Newfoundland. But I'm going to say the, the episode you were on in particular, like I, I'll watch it every now and again. But then when I've realized what your last name was, I was like, man, how did she not get the role? It could have been called Hutchings and Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah, they, they just be like, but, but we yeah. have John, John Reardon is from Nova Scotia and East Coast. Yeah, but like the name yeah. is in the title. It writes itself. You don't even have to change your name. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. We, we figured it out. But yeah. I did I think like people the probably like John better than me though. So yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, <laughs> they each their own, right? Like there are some yeah. people out there like, I feel like because of the world we live in, they're like, hey, uh, a woman can do that job too. It's like, okay, no one said she couldn't. It's yeah. just that yeah. John showed up and we were like, great for John. But the episode that I like that you were in, I see the the clip all the time of like the investigative scene. And this is where I kind of wanted to start the podcast with you is do they tell you the outfits to wear or did you just show up one day and you're just like, man, this, this is definitely what I'm going to wear to like a bridal shower or like, you know, having your friends around because I was just like, man, that's a, that's a good outfit for like a guy to come up and be like, I know she's the bride, but you, what's your situation? <laughs> <laughs> we, I get no say in, uh, I remember when they gave me the crop top and I, and I was like, um, they're like, do you have any preferences of like what you've tried on? And I was like, maybe just not the crop top. And then usually the way it goes is like the thing you're like, I'm not comfortable in that is what they end up choosing. And that's what happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, I did not bring my own clothes. They were given to me. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I was yeah. just like, man, that scene just like, you know, I, I guess it's, if you can sort it out or you have the figure for it, it works. Cause the amount of times that I'm like watching that scene, I'm like, man, I wonder did she pick out that outfit? Cause if she did stellar, if she didn't, I'm kind of like, no. good job. But now knowing this backstory, I'm a little bit concerned. We're just like, just throw it on. <laughs> it's all it's all wardrobe. I mean, had I been like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable in this, then they, I'm they sure probably. they would have been accommodating because everybody on that set is so, the entire yeah. crew and like wardrobe, hair, makeup, everyone's so, so, so lovely. So yeah, I'm I, can sure imagine, they I can like, imagine if they tried to tell John like, okay, so I know most times you're like in a shirt and tie or a suit. We looked at the demographic. It's a lot of young ladies. Yeah, they were he's got to get the shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd probably be like, no, I'm not doing that. They'd be like, all right, well, I guess yeah. uh, do we still have Hutchings and Rex ready to go? <laughs> yeah. and it's like, but but she said that she wouldn't do it either, topless. And it's like, yeah, but at least like a female, like there's a demographic would probably be like, yeah, fix itself. Uh, no, so I now Hudson, Hudson Rex now is like softcore porn is what you're trying to get to. You yeah, want to yeah. get rid of the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Newfoundlanders would be on my ass immediately be like, excuse me, there are channels for that. And I'd be like, understood. I'm just trying to give everyone a little bit of a taste of everything. Here. I want to, <laughs> I want to ask you, like, I know there's different roles that you play throughout different series and we can kind of get into that, but like, where did you get the acting bug too because I know from a young age I like doing this stuff like just having conversations with people and I like broadcasting I dabbled in maybe doing like an acting class or course when you were a smart kid in school and they were like all right get out of school for like a few days and just choose a path and I was like yeah acting 
And then I have a VHS tape of like the don't do drugs thing that they made us do. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I was not really interested in acting. I was more (laughs) interested in being on camera and being like, give me no script. I'm going just saying what I want to say. They're like, that's not how this works. I'm like, no, No, it's not acting. Oh, okay. So then, and then you found yourself here. Yeah, exactly. This is, yeah. this is how I just yeah. end up here, where no one controls me at all. I can just say things. <laughs> and then, well, someone, I guess, essentially will say, no, don't say that. But I, that's what I thought acting was as a kid. I was just like, man, they just find these people out on the street, and they're just like, all right, put a camera on them and roll. And I guess, in a way, that's TikTok today. But Yeah, or back, improv. Back, it's improv yeah, actors. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But back in the day, I was just like, that's definitely how this is done. And then they were like, here's your lines. Do this. I was like, oh. Oh, that's yeah. acting. Okay. Yeah. But tell me how you got like the whole bogger into it. I think um, it was probably high school. I, I went into drama class. So I, I was a good student. I played a lot of sports, but I always felt like a bit uh, like nothing really made sense. And then I remember being in drama class and like, you know, people are like, oh, like screaming and like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I think this makes sense. So um, <laughs> these, all these people are the weirdest I am um so that's how and then I just did a play in high school and then kind of just went from there so So how was your high school play experience because I asked that because I have a backstory for mine for junior high but I feel like that let me hear it okay so in junior high there was a Christmas concert and okay like we're in like probably grade five grade six so maybe 10 years old like you're given 10 year olds lines, you're kind of, yes, we have direction, but it's Christmas. So what do you yeah. do? Like there's a, there's a classroom with all your friends and you're watching a Christmas movie. So yeah, yeah. like, you know, you're not responsible. So yeah. the play's going on, they're like, yeah, you're in scene one, you're a mouse. So I literally just had to come out and crawl on the floor and go, oops, I mean, eek. And I was like, done, easy. Like, did you, did you have a mouse costume? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, that's fine. Like, okay. you know, people, people kind of know who I am. Like I, this is not the point where my parents go, yeah, that kid up there, that's the mouse. It's mine. Like, no, they're probably like, like, yeah, that was no. his part. He, cho- he chose it. But then it's like the fifth or so episode of it or whatever you want to call it. It's like, I had a monologue. So I had to come okay. out and kind of tell people like, you know, you tash or you toss your gravy, you do this, you do that. Okay. And they closed the curtain once and I was not there. They closed, they opened it and I still was not there. And then the person that directed this whole play, which is a music teacher, got on the mic and said, just be patient. It is worth the while. And then I was like, oh, and then someone like dragged me out of my classroom that I'm watching movies and they're like, you're supposed to be up. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, great. They told me that it's the next act. Like I'm getting ready. And I'm, and then when I go out there, like literally walking in front of. You just laughed and went and watched yeah, the movie. Yeah, like, Walking in front of parents that are like watching, and I was just like, Why is everything so quiet? What happened here? And then she's like micing you up while she has her own mic on, and she's telling me, Just get up there and do your part. We waited for you, and I'm just like, Sorry, she's like, Don't talk, you have your mic on. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then did you do your monologue? I did my monologue. My parents, my parents, I'm sure at the point wanted to go, That's my kid up there, but because everyone was waiting and impatient, they are now going, Oh my god, that's Brian's fault. No. Uh, we don't know who that is so that was my experience and the worst part is you know like kids kind of remember this stuff but I think like the two or three kids that had to go get me basically didn't have to stay in the classroom and not miss the play or miss the rest of the show because that's the way the school works it's almost like you can only stay in one area at a time so I'm sure in like grade 12 when we graduate they're like can you sign my yearbook they're like no we're still mad at you for grade 5 I'm like okay fair enough were you um when you got out, were you like Katie? When you got out there, were you um, were you like nervous? Like, fuck, I was supposed to be here sooner, or you were like, oh, I'll just. I, do it. I, you know what? In the moment, like if I flash back to it, I just probably think that in my mind I was sold that, you know, hey, you're up next. Like, okay, this is this is us telling you ahead of time, and I was like, oh, that's so nice of you to tell me, like, or you're yeah. like you're on in the next act, so get yeah. ready now. And yeah. no, it was you're on now, and I'm like that can't be. I am I am here and not out there. How does this work? So, so you were a pretty like chill kid then. Oh yeah. 
it was yeah. it was very uh it was very hectic when i went out there because I, I, it's okay. still oblivious that you're just like okay like i don't know why you're getting mad i'm here now <laughs> but then when you think about years later you're like imagine going to see like spider-man and like they do with the unedited version and instead of i don't know toby mcguire missing his mark where he's supposed to show up where there's three spider-man you're yeah. waiting there for like five minutes yeah. you're like i think something's supposed to happen here yeah and then like yeah. then you see toby come up and he's like sorry i i couldn't find my costume <laughs> like oh total mood killer now i know that he missed I've his heard, <laughs> i've heard stories about like um people being on set with you know bigger names and then they're just like yeah they're not here they went fishing like oh yeah. okay for me it depends on who the big name is and then it depends on like how big i am like or what my name value is yeah like, let's put it this way if i'm like just starting off and tom hanks isn't there I'm not going to fucking anybody and saying where the hell is Tom Hanks. No. But no. if I'm a rising Paul Rudd and Tom mm -hmm. Hanks is skipping off, I might be a little bit like, all right, buddy. Like, yeah. you know, I, I know I'm not your level, but I'm yeah. trying. Like, this is a movie where I'm supposed to help you bring in a young crowd. You're yeah. supposed to help me be a little bit more established. Can you yeah. at least be here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. yeah show show <laughs> up for me. Just for yeah. me. And then just be like, okay, whatever. But yeah. I mean, that's that's the benefit of it, I guess. I, but like, now your high school experience with play was it as bad as that, or was it more or less joyful? Oh my goodness, I feel like I like blacked out a lot of high school because it was so horrible. I think it was okay. I was always like super hard on myself and like a perfectionist, so I imagine I took it very seriously. But now I'm like I don't even remember what happened or who was there, or what was said. So. But there was not. There's nothing that stands out. Like I didn't forget to go to the stage like you did. You did. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just so I, it. I, so it was good. Yeah, there you go. There. That's, yeah. that's easy, yeah. right? Like when people yeah. have standards, just set it low. You know, mm -hmm. when someone says, like, you know, when you raise your hand for things, like in meetings or whatever, and they're yeah. just like, "Who has ever had a boyfriend? Who's ever had?" And like, it's like a low standard because they're trying to get to mingle. That's for yeah. acting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How many of you have ever showed up late for stage, thinking like, "Oh, it's gonna get." everyone to talk and then you're just like over here they're like really how how like tell me this yeah. and i'm just yeah. like okay here you go yeah <laughs> like, how, did, how did you even get your foot in the door i'd be like actually i almost missed the door so yeah 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 you did you didn't go through the door <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't go through the door i went through the door after the teacher threw me through it because she was like we're done we're over your career's done i'm like it hasn't even started with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you mentioned other like sports that you were involved in like i guess my my follow-up would be what sports were you in and then why didn't that kind of go down that road? Because I know I tried basketball because I'm Canadian and was no good at hockey. And I feel like okay. instantly I'm just ousted. Like, you know, like yeah. if you're not a Canadian kid that plays hockey, yeah. next best thing is basketball. At least yeah. girls or your fellas will show up and watch you play. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or so, football. Football. Or, yeah. Fo football is more mainland, I call it. Like okay. Ontario, okay. Ontario, BC. Because okay. I mean, we, we don't have a CFL team in Newfoundland. You don't have no. much in Newfoundland, so it's like, how do you how do you go to entertain a ten year old that like that could be you one day? It's like how? Yeah. Where am I playing? <laughs> and basketball yeah. is a fun game too. So basketball is easy to just like pick up a ball and yeah. practice, and then yeah. if you suck, you immediately go, okay, this only cost me twenty dollars for shorts yeah. and a basketball. <laughs> yeah, hockey is expensive too. When kids yeah. get into rap, like hockey, your parents just like. Yeah, hold that against you for life for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the like, hockey parents are crazy. Yeah. Like, what sports were you into? So, I played in high school. I played, I played basketball, I was point guard, and okay. then I played stutter for volleyball. And then I played, um, I played competitive volleyball and tennis growing up. And uh, why did it never pan out? Honestly, I think just I was well, I didn't go, I didn't go to college or university after, so I didn't have a, a team okay. to follow up with. And I think tennis was the pressure, a solo sport, a solo sport I really struggled with because when I lost, it was all my fault, at least with a team, you can be like, kind of share the misery and, you know, yeah. Yeah. tennis, I was like fucking slamming rackets. Oh yeah. And, um, just hating. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I just transitioned out of it when I found, I guess when I found acting. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, I went like to school for, um, a semester of psychology and then I and then I booked a feature and I kind of had to choose which route to go so okay I feel like yeah I feel like when you're comparing sports there like 
you know what? I would never try tennis, but when it comes to a team sport, that's why I kind of like team sports. Like you said, like you win as a team, you lose yeah. as a team. But like yeah. individual, it's like you win, you're the highest of highs. You lose, yep. you're like the lowest of fucking lows. Yeah, and yeah. Like, the press is a little less of a team. Yeah, and I feel like a good combination sport for that, because, and I'm saying this a little bit biased, is bowling. Because bowling. in bowling, there's five of you. And if like you have to get a higher score yeah. than the other five teams. So like if you work together and you help each other, you know, like some guy gets a spare. The next time you go up, if you get a strike, it's like double points. So it's like you're working as a team, but okay. that yeah, can yeah. instantly turn on you when, yeah. <laughs> when it's like a guy gets a strike and then you go up and miss it. Bomb right? It. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, they're like, freaking Steve, like, what are you <laughs> doing? And then you're just like, oh man, like I, I just remember as tournaments when you're when you're a kid, like we play against like same as like you're playing against other schools. They play against like other yeah. associations. Mm-hmm. I just get like, I was so mad that we got like, we lost one by like maybe two or three points. And it wasn't even like, you can't do anything because it's the kid that's bowling. You can't just go like, Hey, let me take this one because yeah. he has a right to his turn. And usually he does well. And I just remember yeah. him like somehow missing. And when you get older, you're like, ah, it's a tough break. A lot of pressure on like a five-year-old or a 10-year-old or whatever. Okay. Cause you're young. But in the you, moment, you're, you're like, damn it. <laughs> so you grew, you grew up bowling then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a been college bowling. nerd. Yeah. Really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's cool. I'm, I'm sure back then they were just like, this guy over here bowls. It's like, he plays hockey. Awesome. I'll go watch him. He plays yeah. soccer. Cool. Yeah. He plays basketball. This guy bowls. And, then, and then this guy bowls. And they're like, but they'll say it like, and this guy bowls. But anyway, and it's like, wait, no, emphasize that. I bowl. <laughs> Did you play darts too? I'm just joking. Oh man, okay. I, I wish I was that good, like hand-eye coordination. I mean, I played soccer. I feel I feel like I had to have at least one semi-cool sport. So yeah, soccer is a cool sport. Yeah, yeah. If you're really good at it, it's awesome. If if it's just for fun, I mean, I still play soccer today, but like, it's more or less for fun. And if we lose, I'm just like, boss, like you know, yeah. we're we're here yeah. on an adult team, just playing, right? Yeah. And I, and then I'm looking yeah. at it like a hockey team that's in like you know. An adult program and i'm just like we could be over there with them and look how they handle a loss so be yeah. happy you play soccer you can yeah. run away <laughs> I, yeah you can just take off <laughs> yeah you can just take off you don't have to be in the dressing room taking off skates and some guys are like steve let's have to go <laughs> steve's very steve steve's just like you know really bad no yeah. <laughs> um but just do you remember like the first i guess like acting i, I know you kind of elaborate on but like the first acting gig you got and kind of how that transitioned into you saying, okay, this is the career path I want to choose. Cause I can imagine, like you said, you were going to like, you were, you were on that path of a university or doing acting and mm-hmm. then you just told us acting. So like what more or less, I guess in your mind or whatever said, all right, this is my career. This is where I want to go. Well, I also, I, I guess I, I didn't realize how fucking hard it would be to make a career of it. Yeah. I was very naive at the time uh that's not that's not what your fortune cookie said right you open the fortune yeah. cookie, just to choose your heart and then like yeah. five years later you open it up like fucking wrong choice or something you're just like yeah but yeah. what how yeah now i'm like uh you know maybe being you know in psychiatry wouldn't have been so bad <laughs> i don't i i guess just being on set was like super again i was very naive and didn't really know what i was doing but um it was it was just like a magical place it was a place where you know, when we're working, we're there for like 16, 17, 18 hours. And it's never a place where I'm like, oh, I want to get out of here. Like, I just love it when I'm working. So, and yeah. I did then. So I guess that's what just led me to being like, oh, I hope I get to keep doing this. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone has kind of like a driven either passion or something that some people will just be like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why that can, like that concerns you yeah. or consists in you. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just sometimes it's just something that you're like, I know I'm good at this. I yeah. feel like I can go places with it. So yeah. let's see where it goes. And like, it never really kind of goes away. Like you can still find like side hobbies or projects, but for, sure. for some yeah. reason you're like, okay, this is what yeah. I was put on the earth to do. I don't know why, but yeah. you know, yeah. like, you know I, I, I kind of laugh at it because I'll joke with my friends. It's like, you see it on like Instagram and stuff when they have like the very inspirational music and someone's like, what if your purpose in life was this? I'm just still like, all right, it's three in the morning. Can I just go to sleep? 
but like yeah. you know I'll, I'll listen to it and it's just like what if you die and you talk to god and it's just like man i had bigger plans for you i'd be like well you didn't send me good signs like yeah yeah like you, were, you were supposed to be a bowling prodigy yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to be like a world champion of bowling i'd be like but i think i did okay he's like i gave you signs here here and here i'd be like those were not signs yeah not clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we need we need bigger we need bigger directions yeah like he'd be like i thought it was very obvious when you won a bowling ball and a bowling bag your first year of bowling i'd be like oh i thought that was luck he'd be like idiot i'd be like, <laughs> like have you ever won a podcast or like a microphone i'd be like no he's like well, here you go. Like, do what it. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, and I'm just like, you're speaking to a guy who couldn't even make the stage for his first time as a performer. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, All right, that one's on me. I'll be like, exactly. Yeah. You take the credit yeah. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Yurko, and I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. But I want to ask you, because I know we kind of get into a little bit of the acting side, but I like looking at like the interesting part of I guess conversations with people is you get to know a little bit more about them. And I mean, I don't want this to come across like as mean or insulting, but like I go on your Instagram and I see more like animal rights stuff and like, Hey, here's a dog. And I don't know the proper term for it, but like, you know, they don't got their, their, I call it like a wheelchair dog. Cause he has wheels, yes. but yeah. I was just like, man, this seems way more interesting to me than if you just had to post like, Hey, I'm in a Hallmark movie. Check it out. I'd be like, okay. So it was like Brittany Bristow. So it was like yeah. five, six other actors that are always just swapping partners. But like yeah. the the animal stuff, like tell me kind of how that came about. Cause I think some of the posts, when I look at it, it's very detailed. It's very in-depth. It's like very like, I am very furious at this, but I'm going to kind of keep it composed, but you can mm -hmm. kind of tell the passion of it. So where did that instill from? Like, did you once upon a time have a puppy that, like lost legs and needed legs or were you just like in a household and you're like man my neighbor beats its cat up and i don't like that like you know tell me where it comes from uh, where does it come from well both my parents growing up were very much um animal lovers and, and caretakers so they would come home constantly with stray or injured animals so i think from them i learned that like you don't just walk past something that's hurting on the street and then I also, I'm an only child, and uh, I, think, I think most people in the rescue world have some, like, attachment wounds and trauma that maybe they haven't dealt with, and so then their heart goes elsewhere from other people I've spoken to in this world. So I think just spending a lot of time alone as a child, like, I just had a, I had a, a lot of love for the cats and dogs that were around, and I still do. So it, it's definitely gotten more you know, intense and ingrained in me as I've gotten older is I just like, when I was in Newfoundland, like the amount of birds I found injured. <laughs> and there's a lovely woman who owns a rescue there who takes yeah. them all. But like, uh, they just, uh, the animals just find me now. And like, I, I just, I'm not going to walk past something that's suffering on the street. Like, and uh, there's just so many dogs and cats and horses and everything that just are suffering that I just, I don't believe in paying someone to, yeah. to uh, bring another animal into the world. And, and often, I mean, these people aren't doing, they're not breeding under uh, humane circumstances in any way. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something I'm super passionate about. And I've always said, like, if I ever had, you know, more of a platform, I, I just want to work and I love acting and I hope that I get to tell really good stories, but I would also love to have that platform to like make a difference in the world when it comes to the lives of animals. So, 
like so yeah, that's I'll, probably why my page is that all that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like what's it like a sarah mclaughlin where like every now and again if you turn on like the tv she'll like yep. tell you like hey oh. and i'm just like you know what it's like there's a time and a place like i i like dogs cats all these animals but when i was younger and i i mean i'm sure the commercial was from like the 80s when it was like in the yeah. 90s but i think it was like, i remember that one it's like a i think it's a brian adams song and it's like uh you're just looking at a dog on a road. I think they still have that commercial. Yeah, I think well, that I, still I, going. I, I think it's interesting because, like, again, now on social media, people bring up like these old commercials, like, and it's it, like I find it so nostalgic because it's like three o'clock in the morning, and the amount of people that've done it, I'm just like give the original person the credit, but it's like, you know, like songs from the '80s, love songs, and you, it's like, you know, you hear Celine Dion, and I'm just like, yeah. I do remember that where they're like, buy this on like three or four CDs. And I'm just like, yeah. man, the instant memory of that is like yeah. three or four in the morning on a summer night where yeah. it's really warm. And you're yeah. like, why am I up? How did this TV come on? Who was yeah. watching this? But like, then there's the side of me that's like two or three in the morning, you turn off like Treehouse or YTV. And yeah. then you hear like, anywhere you go, or like whatever you do. <laughs> I will be right there. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I was like, oh, it's like, that's a decent. And then the voiceover comes up for $1 a day. You can save yeah. it. I'm just like, you can save I'm it in too. place. I'm already yeah. sad. You're making yeah. me more sad. Yeah. I'll go. And then it's like, because you're small and you're like vulnerable, I will go find my dog downstairs. And be like, we, you know, we love you, right? And he's just like, let <laughs> me sleep. I'm tired. I'm just like, okay, well, good, good night, Buster. I just let I you know. I still do that. Every time I see something sad, I like go over and just love my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have like yeah. a small, well, I, I had to borrow a small dog out of the room, but like I have a small dog here and it will sleep with me sometimes at the end of the bed. Yeah. But like anytime someone wakes up in the middle of the night, if someone sneezes, if someone yeah. coughs, that dog goes right into their face as if there's a doctor and it's just yeah. like, like are you okay it's like are you okay and then it's like it won't leave until you basically yeah. pat it down as if like it's almost I'm like here. i'm scared why did you yeah. sneeze now <laughs> comfort me it's like no don't worry about me yeah. you're the one who wants attention but yeah yeah that's when so i see funny. those commercials that's so instantly what comes to mind it's just like obviously the poor animals poor pets but then there's a part of me that's like man like i want to help but god like Ryan Adams, can you relax? Like, I can't save every dog or every cat. Yeah. Like, I can only do what I can, and you're making me feel worse. <laughs> yeah. I think my friends and family kind of feel that way around me because, like, I, when, I, when they travel with me, like, well, we have to do, we have to do something about this one. Like, well, oh, we yeah. just want to go to the fucking beach. Like, <laughs> so I don't travel yeah. as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. They, you're off, like, the group chat invite. <laughs> yeah, I am. When they, when they go places, they're just like, no, no, yeah. Megan, no, you're not coming. No. Yeah, I just kind of ruined the time. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, like, because I, I know there's an audience out there that would enjoy this kind of side of the story, but like, tell me a little bit about your dog. Because, you know, if you go on Instagram, you see the dog. So, I mean, I just called mm. the dog. I don't know the name, but like, why, why was the situation? I know there's a lot of people out there that would say, oh, I would totally take a blind cat or I would totally right. take a dog that, you know, uh, barks all the time or is scared. <laughs> and there you go. But then there are people that will say, like, yeah, I'll take it. And then when you get it, you realize that's a lot more work than what you planned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into with Gracie. So she, so she has her, she still has her legs. Uh, she has a spinal injury. Oh, so she's okay. paralyzed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did adopt her that way from Egypt through an awesome organization called Canada Golden, uh, Golden Rescue, Golden Rescue Canada. And so um, they bring dogs over from Cairo and from Turkey. So yeah, I had put in a bunch of applications for like able golden retrievers that I never heard back about. And then Gracie didn't get any applications. And so oh. I heard back from them like right away. And okay. so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how I got Gracie. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I never had a disabled pet before. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was getting into. And when she got here, she was in like much rougher condition than they had thought. So um like her back end was like down to like bone and blood. She had all types of parasites. Like she was basically dead. The vet was like, if you want to put her down today when she got off the plane, like I get it. But he was amazing. Um, and so he helped me through the whole process. And here she is now on her wheels. I, I want to ask you, w dealing with that, like, you know, because you said that 
you were there, like, I guess that was the only application they had. Like, yeah. how do you, how do you kind of go through that crossroads? Cause I know like sometimes when you have, you're looking at a dog and there's three or four in there and you don't know if you're in and all of a yeah. sudden you get this application. You're like, okay, like, I, I mean, I'm not, hopefully people don't try to cancel me for it, but I mean, like, imagine like you're, you're basically looking for a golden retriever and you know, yeah. they come yeah. back to you and they're like, Hey, you got a golden retriever. You're like, great. Okay. Here's, here's like, you know, the, you know, he's a 10, but he does this, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. he's a man, yeah. but here's yeah. the situation. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. how do you, how was your first reaction? Was it like, oh my God, yes, I'll take it? Or was it kind of like, okay, let me weigh the pros and cons? Because I don't think anyone would like begrudge you if you're kind of like, it sounds great, but I, I want to weigh this through because I don't want like again, the worst part is then having a dog and then yeah. you realize like halfway through you're like, I, I can't help you. And then you're helpless for oh, yourself, for sure. you're helpless for the dog. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, um, she, she ended up at getting like two others or something. So they had interviewed us all. But when we, when we started the conversation about her coming over, I, I, I was like, oh, I don't think I don't really know what I'm getting into. And then when I got her, yeah, for like the first six months, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I did. I can't take care of this dog. Like she was, she's incontinent. So she pee, she'd pee on me all the time, poop on me all the time. So like, yeah, there was plenty of days where I was like, I should have just put her down not yeah. actually meaning it. Yeah, but yeah. like, fuck. Um, and still days sometimes I'm like, you know, like today I had to give her a bath out there cause she has an accident and yeah. you know, it's like having a newborn child, except she's 70 pounds and she, <laughs> she doesn't yeah, speak she, or, yeah, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's not like she's verbal enough to be like, you know, no. like, thanks. Thanks for all this. But like, yeah. okay, while you're doing that, I just want to let you know. Yeah. Like, no, but she's a, honestly so full of love. Like she's the kindest, sweetest. Everybody that meets her is like, oh, she's a special dog. So if she was like a bitch and you did all this, then you'd be like, oh, I don't know about this dog. But she's so full of love that. The other one, on the other hand, the little guy, Henry, he's, he's barking over there. He's got a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. He's probably like, he's probably like, I need a bath too, man. What's yeah. Guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm neglected here. Yeah, like, what's <laughs> yeah. My brother has a dog like that where it's like, it's pretty young, but it's kind of floppy. Uh, okay. And it's like, it's, it's like a lanky dog, but like okay. the moment you come into the door, it like shakes his tail at you. It's okay. once the belly's rubbed. It's just like all, all the attention. Yeah. And then we have dogs yeah. here that like, you know, they when you come into the door, they're just kind of like, they'll bark, just be like, yeah. all right, like, hello, who are you? And then they'll they'll jump on you for the bit that you come into the door. And then after like, all right, cool. I greeted you, man. I'm going yeah. back to like yeah. lying down over here. Yeah. So, Henry's kind of the same, except Henry, he bites men sometimes, which is <laughs> like, I'll be like, please don't pet him. Don't pet him. And then we'll be like, as people do oh don't worry dogs love me and like go and pet the, and then he like takes a chunk out of their hand i'm like i told you don't yeah. touch him yeah they're just they're so. like man they just think they have it they just think that yeah. they're like the dog whisperer it's like well if yeah. you're a dog whisperer you would have known that dog was whispering yeah yeah go away from me, away from me. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. i want to ask you because i noticed this with uh your instagram as well and like i again when it comes to different interests like uh is it i guess i, I might get this wrong but to me it's like everything that looks like that's the same, but it's like yoga or exercising. Like you're, yeah. I guess like you're big into that, but like I'm one of those people that for the last maybe four or five years, I okay. will have friends up away and they will say, you should try yoga. You should try this. You should try meditation. You should. Try it. And I'm like, but why? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's, what's the point? Like, are you trying to say I'm mad? Or are you trying to say like, I need to be calm. And they're like, no, it's just, it's just a good thing to do. I'm just like, man, to me, I get it for people who do it because they seem super easy, super chill. But yeah. me, I'm just still like, what exactly would I do? What would I start with? And what exactly, like, am I supposed to get an end goal out of it? Because I feel like this is one of those things you have to go in with a mindset of, hey, you got to be positive here, where I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm doing this yoga position. Don't know why. And then someone's just like, <laughs> then don't do it if you don't want to do it. I'd be like, no, it's supposed to be good for me. <laughs> I think, oh, are you in St. John's? It's like a really good the the Moto Yoga Yoga Studio is really good there. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. Shout out to them. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure now. I'm sure now when this episode gets there, they'll be like, "All right, we like her for this Toby." 
We're going to drag yeah. you in. That guy. They'll, they'll like make me, they're like, we heard you like acting. Can you act like you care? And I'd be like, I, I can act like the asshole in a commercial where it's just like yoga. So stupid. And then they like convince, and there's another person that convinces you all the pros to yoga. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the end of the commercial, I'm like, I guess I could give it a try. Have you ever, have you ever practiced a class? Have you ever tried one? No, not at all. Oh, I think you'd like it. Yeah, but okay, but okay, explain that. Why, why would you think that I like it? Like explain like what the benefit is and then be like, Tobin, no, you're just a loser. And that's why you like it. Cause you like bowling. So how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, bowling and darts are your thing. <laughs> yeah, bowling and darts and yeah. yoga on the side where it's like, yeah. I go bowl and I can hit my like foot at the back of my head. But like, man, he's so mad that he took his foot and hit him. On, it's like, he practices yoga. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no end. There's no end goal. Like there's no, um, I mean, it's called the practice for a reason. Like the reason I started practicing was, uh, just for my mental health. I think like, uh, I, you know, experienced a bit of anxiety or, or, you know, down days. And I did really find that yoga like helped me. Okay. Of course, there's so many times I mean, that's the thing about it is it's a mental challenge as much as it is a physical challenge. When I'm holding Warrior Two, I'm fuck this. I wish the teacher would shut up. Blah blah blah. You know, and oh, like I feel this way, and oh, I'm like you hear them. You really become aware of the mental chatter that's constant. And through the practice, I mean, the goal for me has been to observe, but also just try to like quiet and not get like meditation, not get attached to the story of like you know you're fat or you're stupid or this or that or if this person had done this like that's a great you know. invitation yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just sit but... down there and be like, be like you are fine yeah like, i'm eating a donut and then there's so like what kind of meditation yeah. are you doing you're like um hungry yeah hungry yeah. person uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but no i don't know so i got my yoga teacher trainer and my certificate last year so i learned a lot more there of like more of the philosophy and and the history of yoga, which was interesting for, for me to learn. I mean, such an ancient practice for a reason. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like to each their own. Some people like to do like I, I know people will say like, oh, well, exercise is good for you, too. And I'm like, OK, what do you mean? Like going for a walk, go for a run. They're like, no, like go to the gym and work out. I'm like, no, that's work. That's why it's called <laughs> work out. Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. not for me. That's why when no. people are like, oh, you like, what made you interested in bowling? I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't complicated. I wasn't yelling at a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like yeah. You, you you yell at a goalie or you yell at a hockey stick when or you get like yeah. you get mad and you try to snap a hockey stick. I'm like, have you ever tried to snap a bowling ball? Like, no. <laughs> you just like as an eight year old and you're mad because you didn't get a strike, you're like, oh and then you're just like, Okay, I get yeah. it. You're not breaking for me. I, I can't break anything in here because yeah, like the shoes are shoes. Yeah, the bowling lane is its lane. So you're like, you just get mad. And you're like, all right. You could throw the ball and like hurt someone. Yeah, that's that's too violent. And then you know what? Okay. If you don't have the upper body strength, it's just gonna fall in your foot anyway. You're like, it's like, oh, like Zach, shut your mouth and you throw it. You're like, no, my toe. Now I'm mad at yeah. you and my toe, yeah. and I didn't get a strike, and we lost, yeah. and it's all <laughs> on me. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why team sports is always just to like, yeah, it was your fault. No, it was your fault. Yeah. Can we can we agree that it's both of our faults? No. Yeah. And okay. Then well, in my on. mind, it is. Yeah. 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 Um. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are. A few years after we left our previous jobs, we've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn. Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. I want to ask you like to kind of like close it out. Like I know we kind of went into the acting side, went into the animal rights side and yoga. Um, would you mind having a fun game of random questions? No, let's do it. What is the stupidest or stupidest? What is the stupidest or 
funniest thing that you remember doing as a child? As a child. Yeah, I don't feel like, you know, I feel like an adult people just be like, well, there's one time I got funniest, drunk. Yeah. yeah, funniest or stupidest thing I remember doing as a child. Uh, I don't know if it's the stupidest thing, but like my Barbies had like pretty dramatic lives. <laughs> like they had like all types of things going on. <laughs> like, like you want to you wanna elaborate on that? No. <laughs> like there was like affairs happening and like, you know, this girl, I was... Oh piercing belly buttons and cutting oh. hair and like my, I don't I, know my Barbies were like living in a soap opera I, that's fair you know what I feel yeah. like when I was small and watched wrestling that's what I used to do with wrestlers like I keep yep. myself busy and yep. like you, you watch the storylines on TV or how they play out and then you got figures I loved the WWF I used to go to Raw's War when it came to the Sky Dome I met Shawn Michaels twice I loved Sunny. Oh. I, I was such a fan nice I I, I say it because it's just like when you're smaller and you have the figures, like, I mean, everyone has their own interests, but like, I, I it was kind of dorky because it'd be like on a Saturday, Bugs Bunny is just after like being on TV and then like you're yeah. planning your day. Cause again, yeah. I, I might be weird, but I'm organizational. And then it's just yeah. so like you sit there and you're yeah. just like, all right, I'm going to create my own match card. And your friend comes yeah. in and says, we're going playing ball hockey. You're like, not yet. I have to yeah, create my own WrestleMania yeah. here. Undertaker and Mankind are fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you make a fake page and you just throw it off. Like, yeah. We had like a bal well, not like a real tall balcony, but I guess like a high enough that you would like throw RVD doing a frog splash. And you're like, man, that will definitely hit. And it just hits grass because it's summertime. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. that's so sick. I wish you'd do it in real person. <laughs> you're like, you just seen that on TV. And he would not yeah. do that in real life because he would die. Yeah. So what are you thinking? You're like, oh, so sick. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Your name your neighbor walks by. It's like, remember when I had a crush on this guy? I'd be like, what? What? What was that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, just like leave. Um, yeah. no. uh, the other random one they have here. Uh, let's see. All right. What's the I guess like what's the worst tweet or uh I guess comment that you ever received or seen for, for something that you were in? Um, well, I don't have Twitter, but someone on, well, I don't, I mean, looking back, it wasn't, but it hurt my feelings a lot at the time. Um, I did this show called In Contempt and a woman wrote, she was being nice, but she was like, oh, I love Tracy's character. She's such a big, thick white woman. Uh, so basically calling me fat in a nice way. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that, like, that sucks. <laughs> okay. What's your biggest achievement in life or something that you look back on and you're like, Man, I'm so glad I did this. My biggest achievement looking back on life. Well, you I guess give me a corner be... answer and be like, it hasn't happened yet. So yeah, young, my I'm biggest young. achievement. I actually don't think my big, I hope my biggest achievements yeah. haven't happened yet. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, because I have a lot more I'd like to accomplish in, in this lifetime. Uh, my biggest accomplishment. Uh, well, you know, it's it's a it's probably very personal. Um, However, I did, I found recovery from an eating disorder. And I think that had I not, I think I would be in a very different place right now. So uh, dead or very sick still, that's, I'd be that's miserable. Solid. That's so, a good answer. Yeah. 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 You know, that's all I got for that. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. Because I mean, some people would just be like, oh, like I, I did this or did that. Or like I won a Golden Globe or one of this. It's like, all right. But like you, you really just like you overcame. I mean if I had if I had won a golden globe that would be my answer <laughs> oh man like listen if I if I had won like you know a Juno or something yeah. I'd be like yeah. I, you know what to be fair if I won a Juno I know it's Canada and I'm like Canadian I, I I'm high, like it's high up there but I don't think there's a yeah. Juno award for podcasting but at the same point it's like I'd just be happy to say well I'm doing a podcast and I overcame a stroke at 10 so yeah uh, that, that's yeah that's, that's, a, Look, that's, the a, that's a good dog agrees. Dog's like, you're yeah. Henry, Henry's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So the last one they have. Um, okay, let's see. I'm just seeing if there's a really good last one for a random one here. What's a hot take you have on life? Like something that you're like, man, not a lot of people are gonna agree with, but I stand by it. I mean, I think I think a lot of me being like adopt, don't shop, like stop going to breeders pisses a lot of people off especially the breeders of the world so yeah i'm sure yeah i'm sure that's that's yeah. one thing that people are like would she just shut up <laughs> <laughs> like dude just give it a rest all right like we have brian yeah. adams stop it yeah. like yeah i will contact brian adams and make him sing more songs 
don't yeah, exactly. Do it. exactly. Uh, I don't know. It, it is a that's a really good random one. I think a hot take that I have is just like I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more biased or a little bit more like pet peevish, but okay. Like for someone that likes broadcasting, it's like why is it like every sports station or every well mostly sports station? It's like, hey, we're gonna hire some ex athletes here mm. to do what? It's like to mm. tell you about the sport. I'm like. You didn't do that in like the seventies or eighties. Why all of a sudden is it okay now? It's like, well, they bring insight because they played the game. I'm like, okay, have you he- have you heard their insight? Their insight right. is like, like, yeah, I watched Tom Brady all the time, and I knew he was going to make that touchdown. Like, so yeah. does Keith, and Keith didn't yeah. go to Keith didn't play NFL. Yeah, yeah, no, I I could see why that because you know broadcasting is a skill. If people go to school, like it's a it's a yeah, yeah. so. Almost, I, I totally understand where you're coming it's from. It's like in the U.S. It's like I guess it's more of a U.S. phrase, but it's like yeah. you know when you hear a college walk-on, like the kid made it. For, like I'm like, yeah, that's great. He's a walk-on from college, right? Yeah. Like he had to have some skill to obviously make yeah. it. But then, like yeah. for broadcasting, it's like this guy playing the NFL and he walked in, and uh, now he's your co-host for the day. I'm like, and there's a twenty-something-year-old that just spent four years at university, yeah, just trying to get their way in the door. Yeah, and then it's a it's a back and forth because then there are people like yeah, but this guy spent twenty years of his life in the NFL. I'm like yeah, and he's beaten up and bruised, and maybe yeah. he should just go home, go and home relax. and rest, and let yeah, the rest like, of us come. Yeah, in. <laughs> or if he wants to have a t- if he wants to talk about it, there's podcasting. Yeah. You can't stop him from podcasting. Yeah, but he's already got a name. Like they already have their name made. So yeah. like, you know people yeah. will tune in, but the twenty year old mm-hmm. who just came out of like university or college just trying to. You yeah. know, get a name for himself. They're not going to watch his watch him yeah. comment on Tom Brady's yeah. touchdown until yeah. he's on the network. So yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. my. I can see why that bothers you. Yeah, as a, as mm-hmm. a broadcaster, it does. As like as of a course. fan, you know, I, if you're going to be like a little bit unbiased, like listen, if you're going to do a two sides to story, like when Tom Brady retires and Tom Brady wants to go into the booth, I'm not going to be like, ah, tune off Tom Brady. <laughs> Like, no, I'll I'll just be as invested, but I would like to have equal say of Tom Brady's on this station. And guess what? We gave this like 30 year old guy who's bounced around from different stations. He's going to be his co-host. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Get the best of both worlds there. Yeah. That's a great idea. Just, just Mm -hmm. one day you'll go like you go to a school and be like, uh, how come we don't offer broadcasting anymore? All the sports athletes took it. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there to do? All right, so I'm going to throw in this bonus one because I thought this one was an interesting one to end it. But what is one thing in life that you would take away, like something that you would hate and it has to go, has to be removed? From my life or like the... It can be life in general. Like I I always say things that I want to take out of life is like, I I know know the ones will be probably like three that people like don't ever talk about war, religion and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, man, if we could just take out a thing that's like, hey, you have to stay off social media for so many hours a day and see how that affects your life. Like literally, like if you try to log in, they're like, sorry, not access at this time. Because I feel like gradually people would be like, all right, this is not that important to tweet. This is not important to do this. And eventually you go back to, I I mean, I'm not saying the 90s was the greatest thing ever, but if I had an opinion in the 90s, I'm telling a friend and then I'm like, oh, okay, I feel better. Now I have yeah. an opinion. I'm like tweeting it out and some other one's yeah. like, I don't like your opinion. It's like, well, I don't like your face. I don't yeah. like your face. I'm just like, <laughs> All I said was I don't like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. And yeah. People are it's... like, you're an idiot. I'm like, all right, you're right. I do like pineapple on pizza. I just want to get engaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would I choose? I could take anything. Well, obviously, I mean, I would take away. People cannot engage in animal cruelty. Maybe, maybe like I, maybe, um, you know, people have to have at least one meal without animal products a day. How about that? I feel like yeah. that, that'd be tough. I feel for me, yeah. I, I'd probably find like, man, I, I think like, it'd be tougher for most people. Yeah. I love yeah. like chicken nuggets and pizza. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, like, I, and burgers, but at the same point, it's like someone's like, you have to take away one. I'm like, who, in, who instilled this? Megan? Where's Megan? Yeah. <laughs> But only breakfast or lunch or dinner. The rest you can have as much as you okay. want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just one that's meal fine. a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see how? Yeah. You see, see like a cow on the road. Be like, thank you. It's like, no, yeah. don't worry. Like I saved you. Thank for me. Now. Thank Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank Megan. Yeah. Um, 
Megan, thanks so much for doing this. I, I want to ask you, because I, I found this interesting online, just as like kind of the end of the broadcast here, but what is, like, where were you raised and born from? Because there's some sites that say Canada, and there's some that say America. And I'm just like, how is it also says I'm, It also says I'm 51 years old. Really? I didn't I'm see like, that. I'm like, fuck, I look good. <laughs> yeah, 51, yeah, that's not bad. No, I was born in Scarborough, uh, Scarborough, oh, Canada. Okay, yeah, all right. That's out of Toronto. So whoever has that up is correct because yeah. like there's some websites that's like she's an American actress. I'm like, I could see it. I guess L.A. And Dude, the process of getting my green card was suggest otherwise. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm Canadian. That's how you <laughs> do it. Like every interview where it's like, where yeah. are you born from? It's like, here's my green card. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I don't have it yet, so I'm still very American. Oh God, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Megan Hutchings for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.